platforms, um, civil society, local and central government. And what we do with a variety of things, but what we're doing uh, um, at the moment is to um, designing, fundraising for, and delivering social cohesion projects. And I have a set of slides to show you a bit more about what we are doing. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So, um, the first project I would love to talk to you about is called Home. Uh, it's a project that we are doing with newly arrived mums from Syria and local mums in Ashford. Um, and, oh. Okay, so we ask mums, uh, how do you make a place home after forced displacement? And how do you make a place home in a changing community? And this is because working with Syrian mums, I've been always told, you know, that Syrian mums are homemakers, homemakers, and I am a mother. And I'm like, so what, how does it differ between how I make a place home and how you play, make a place home? And so we came up with this project that signals new beginning. Um, we um, had 23 workshops. Um, and that was delivered by Anna Ray, a textile artist, and Anna was chosen with participants. Yeah, that's a little image of what home is about, so people working together, um, you know, making uh, feel a place home, building friendships, and sharing ideas, <laughs> working together as a team. And then we went to, to deliver public workshops in Ashford so that everyone could actually um, meet. So we had, of course, um, senior moms, local moms, and the members of the public. And that's Ilham and Anna, the artist. You can see that, you know, the project delivers an outcome, which is new bonding. And then we had a final exhibition in Ashford. And we've just been at the Bini House, on, House of Arts and Knowledge in Canterbury for nearly three weeks with an additional workshop and additional exhibition. And yes, Kieran, can you help me with the, uh, there is a little um, video um, of a couple of minutes of home just to give you a feel of what the project is about. Thank you. It's the one that is home. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 
same time. Oh, uh, no, by the time I swim, 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 I Thank you, Kieran. So you could kind of sense the atmosphere and the vibrancy that's in the room when different people make themselves feel at home. Um, what have I done? What have I done? Kieran, okay, yes. So if I click, no, and I have, do I have to click? Yes, okay. Apologies for my, I'm completely useless with technology and many other things. But um, I, love, uh, I love to bridge people together. And another example is the work that we carry in schools. So with the Hello Kale project, we worked with um, schools across Kent and we brought uh, a number of um, artworks that children um, who are exiled in Calais produced at a day center called Secor, Secor Catholique. We brought those artworks to school children in Kent and we work with them and we ask them to read those artworks as if they were letters. So what are these children like you telling you? After that, we worked with the children to articulate a response. They could have responded with a letter, with a drawing, with a poem, or with a prayer, however they wanted to respond. And so that's um, um, a picture of the, um, of the workshop that we um, did with the children. And that is a picture of when we um, went to Calais to bring the responses of the children back, so that the, the people at the center can feel that, first of all, they are visible, the children here in the UK see them, and actually send messages of solidarity, of love, of unity, and above all, of respect for what life is throwing at them. When I work with children in schools, it's very important for me that they understand that what's happening to people who are forced to leave their country now, it has happened to us in a very recent past. And so I talked to them about the children who have were evacuee during Second World War. And we have someone who was a child at the time talking with the children. So that brings little bit home the whole issue of displacement. At the moment, we are also working with the Community Sponsorship Initiative in Canterbury, and we are sponsoring a refugee family coming from, from Syria to live with us. Uh, the family is going to come um, the beginning of November, and it's, um, it's a community-led, volunteer-led um, scheme. And hopefully, 
we will work with the family for a couple of years to make them feel at home. But enough of me, I have a video that will tell you possibly better than I can what community sponsorship is. Thank you, Kiran. We have no hesitation in the capacity of the community to be able to welcome families to a place of sanctuary and safety. I can't solve the whole Syrian crisis, but I can do something for a few people. We sat down together and we made a commitment. We said, we're going to house a family, and that's it. Anybody can prepare a home. Anybody can take somebody to a GP's practice. Anybody can show them the surrounding area. We've discovered there are people in the community who have all sorts of skills to contribute. And you put people in touch with each other. And that's what community is all about. It's as simple as having a group of people who are saying we want to make a difference. And after that, you get the help of experts in refugee resettlement. This crisis will define our moments in history. At five minutes to five this evening, I had a phone call from the Home Office to say that we've done all the paperwork, that the agreement has been signed, and that a family will now be identified for us. It's It is personal to help people be at home here in a place that I absolutely love, so... That's my absolute dream, really. It is a blessing when you get an opportunity to help someone else. Anything I need, I can call anyone. Here, I feel I'm family. I know people say what you're doing is a drop in the ocean, but then the ocean is made up of drops. In regards to community sponsorship, I also love to say that um, you know the ocean is contained into a drop, and so um, we've been working with the local with local authorities, Kent County Council, the police, civil society, people of faith, people of no faith, people who just wanted to help. And it's been a long and thorough process, and I know that in this room uh, there are people who have been already blessed with a family uh, in their own community through community sponsorship. Um, and yes, we are very looking forward to, for the family to arrive, to find safety, a community to welcome them in November. Okay, so that's what we did um, to mark um, World Refugee Day, the 20th of June this year. And we had a lovely day between Dover and St. Margaret when we had an event called Love Knows No Border. As an event, uh, it was planned and delivered in partnership with our friends in northern France, Calais and Dunkirk. Um, we had worked with a number of partners seeking sanctuary, Sunfire, um, the Catholic Workers' House, Justice and Peace, and together we formed a group called People Not Walls. And within that uh, group activity, we brought together different people um, 
to reflect on our common, common humanity. And we had a lovely service at St. Margaret's of Antioch Church, and that's the fantastic Reverend Diane Fawcett, um, who provided an ad hoc um, service marking World Refugee Day. And then we had a silent vigil, a candlelight vigil, um, on the cliff overlooking Calais. And together with our friends in Calais, we signal light, we shared signal lights, um, just to make sure that it was quite clear across the channel that indeed God's love has no borders. Okay. Now, you, you don't have to have a passion for refugees to, to be involved in the life of people who have been forcibly displaced from their homes. Just because, how can you not? When something happens to others, it happens to us. You don't have to work with refugees because you are Christian. However, It is in our Christian roots. Refuge, it is in our Christian roots. Many biblical figures were forced across borders. Joseph is trafficked into slavery in Egypt. David is persecuted by King Saul and seeks asylum among the Philistines. Daniel lives in exile and serves in a foreign government. Jesus himself is forcibly displaced seeking asylum to Egypt as a child when Herod's jealousy threatens to, to kill all the baby boys in Bethlehem. In today's war-torn world, you encounter Jesus in the life of refugees and in those who seek asylum from war, famine and persecution. Our work in our diocese with refugees is crucial to witness Jesus working through us and through what we perceive being other from us. We read in Matthew chapter 25, passage 38, when did you see you as a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? Again, in Matthew 25, 40, the king replied, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me. As you can see, our refugee projects offer an opportunity amongst many to encounter Jesus in others and to invite the strangers into our hearts. It is a welcoming call to feel one in Christ. And that resonates a bit what Abdul said, that we are all one. Thank you so much.